Alright, so uh this is a little podcast I'm gonna start called Born the Ball. I wanna start off talking about some playoff basketball right now. Let's get into the second games of the uh NBA playoffs. Tonight you had uh Cavs with the Pacers, Jazz at Oklahoma City, Timberwolves, and Houston Rockets. Um just starting off with the Cavs, they won hundred and ninety-seven. Uh LeBron actually had probably his best game. That he could probably have at uh forty forty six points, twelve rebounds. Now of course we, we know LeBron James can score uh in his in his what fourteenth year, fifteenth year in, in the league. He's uh he's playing playing at a pretty much all time high um caliber uh level. Well they won by three points tonight. LeBron shot seventy percent uh, from the field, forty percent from three. Uh, so I mean, th- this is probably the best game that you could possibly have from LeBron. The only issue for me is they won by three points, and once again got no help from the others. A uh, little juggling in the lineup. You got J.R. Smith starting again. He had five points, two for five, played 35 minutes. I'm sorry, but you need more production from your others. Kevin Love, 15 points, played 34 minutes. Now, he does have, I believe it's a strained ligament in his thumb. Uh, He recently, uh, this game actually, in a freak play, messed up his hand. Doesn't look like he's going to miss time, uh, probably because of playoffs. But you gotta just wonder how effective he's gonna be um with with the hand that you know frankly uh I mean it's your god hand, but you know if I'm a vet player, I'm going after that hand that's that's pretty much a guarantee, so you, you just gotta wonder how effective Kevin Love could be going forward uh Kyle Corver twelve points four for eight, of course all eight shots for threes, you know fifty percent for three point that's a great percentage. Um, yeah, I also seen that he had a key stop. He had a nice steal. Because, um, of course, Kyle Corver is going to be attacked on defense event. So, uh, I mean, Kyle Corver, he had 12 points. Then you had George Hill starting. He had six, two for three. You know, I mean, three assists, a couple turnovers. He fouled out, actually. You know, he, he was actually a... Uh, Plus, plus 16 in the stat sheet. But, you know, it's just a red flag for me. And this could really be fool's gold uh, because I don't think LeBron James has three more 45-point games uh, in this series. So who else can step up? Another big factor was Victor Oladipo was actually in foul trouble in the first half. So with Victor Oladipo being in foul trouble, once he came back on the court, he had a great game. You know, with 22 points. I mean, you know, he he, he balls. He, you know, three rebounds, six assists. Of course, he, he's not the big facilitator. Um, but for him, Miles Turner stepped up. You know, he had 20, he had uh, 18 points. You know, he, he definitely needs to get more boards. 
Miles Turner had five boards tonight. As a starting center in the NBA, you can't just end up with five boards. Uh, so that that's a you know something that needs to improve on. Darren Collison had a good game, uh, sixteen points, five rebounds, six assists. Uh, Lance Stevenson once again being solid, ten points off the bench, uh, four rebounds, three three assists, four turnovers. Way too high for for your you know bench guy coming off, but he's still injecting that energy. Um, He's still making plays. He's still being an irritant for LeBron. Uh, and ultimately, that's that's what you want uh, when it comes to Lance Stevenson. Uh, because you need someone who can attack LeBron offensive and defensively. He can use his fouls. So, you know, that that's good. Sabonis has yet to show up for this uh, series. Um, with that being said, it's tied one one. So it's not really hurting him right now, but he's not helping him either. Uh I think he could be a key player um in this. They have T J Leaf. Uh you some of you remember he played at UCLA with, with uh Lonzo Ball. He's six ten skilled. I I'm not quite not quite sure why he doesn't get, you know, playing time. You know, I think he at least give you, you know, ten minutes a game. Um, he can hit the jumper. He's a good size, probably about 230 or so, 6'10", um, But not not sure why TJ Leaf is again, you know, more playing time at that four spot. Um, I think that could definitely help out a little bit too, just if they went a little bit deeper in the bench. Uh, Corey Joseph, uh, many of you remember him from uh, San Antonio first, the Raptors. Now he's over here with uh, the Pacers. And uh, he's the solid defender. He can run your second unit. You know, you can trust him. But it's it's just a red flag for me. Um, yes, LeBron James had a great game, but they won by three points. So if I'm LeBron, I take I take the win. But I also look at it and say, hey, like I need some of you guys that's also getting paid to step up. You know, J.R. Smith, you're starting now. You came off the bench. All right, now you're starting. I need more production than what you're giving. Because um, J.R. Smith could be a huge key. Because we all know J.R. could get hot. And he could drop 15 to 17 points in a game easy. He just has to show up. Until that happens, I don't believe that uh, that they could they, they'll beat the, the Pacers and get out the first round. All right, moving over to the uh, Utah Jazz, Oklahoma City. Now, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Mellow fan. Let me just put that out there. Um, I don't believe Mellow's a winner. However, I'm not the biggest Russ fan either. Love his approach to the game, but don't like his demeanor. If that makes sense to some of you people, of course you need to play every single possession. But you also have to be able to play and think at the same time. I believe Rush struggles with this at times. Um, Rush tends to take a lot of three-point shots. A lot of three-point shots. He's not a good three-point shooter. Um, so, you know, the Oklahoma City pulled out to win the first game. 
Jazz, you know, Donovan Mitchell was Donovan Mitchell was a, a possibility. Which I mean, everybody knows the game knew that Donovan Mitchell was going to play. There's no question about that. Um, but then you know you you go into the game and I just don't believe in this. I just don't believe in this team. I really don't believe in this Thunder team. The Jazz are solid. They're scrappy. They play hard. They play good defense. They move the ball on offense. They they have they have a dependable team, which is a complete opposite of what the Thunder have. Because for me, with Russell Westbrook, I'm not sure how far you can win with him. Um, I'm just not sure. Because tonight, I mean, he, he didn't shoot the ball well. Uh, he was two for three, three-pointer. So he wasn't two for seven or anything like that, um, which is stats that he's had before. But so he, he kind of, you know, played better when it came to that aspect of the game. However, how do you go seven for 19 So he went five for 16 on two-point shots. Then we all know Russ loves that that elbow pull-up, stepping into that, attacking the basket, where he should be able to get fouls, which he was three for four tonight, so he didn't go to the foul line a ton. As a team, they didn't go a lot, uh, actually. Um, But I'm just not sold on Russ. Now, Paul George. You know, Paul George had a great game last game. He had a phenomenal game. He's 6 for 21 this game. 4 for 12 from 3. 33%. Now, that's below league average, which I believe is around like a 36%. Um, But 4 for 12, he took 12 three-point shots. That means he took 9 two-point shots inside the arc. And he only made two. That's a red flag. See, your best teams have multiple ways of scoring. That doesn't just primarily rely on jump shots. Predicated off of ball movement, you know, player movement. And I I tell kids all the time. Whichever team gets the easiest shots wins. If you got a team that goes ISO, you know, and for me, I consider ISO anything more than three to four dribbles, that's the ISO. Because now after three to four dribbles, the weak side, they're no longer working on defense because all the focus is going to be targeted towards a player with the ball because they're not passing so, you have three players on the Thunder who primarily score out of ISO. So, every shot they take is going to be contested for the most part. Now, of course, we're not counting transition buckets and things of that nature. But, primarily, every every shot they take on the Thunder is going to be a contested shot based off of the style of play of their three main stars. Now, you have, which I'm not a fan of, but he'll probably end up in the Hall of Fame. Carmelo Anthony is going to be in the Hall of Fame. 
Paul George, who's one of the top two-way players in the game. No matter how you look at it, he's top five two-way. And Russell Westbrook, who may very well be a Hall of Fame player in about five to six years. Uh, just based off of him averaging that triple-double he chased. Um, and being a, being a solid player. Um that that accomplishment alone may put him in that category of Hall of Fame. Um, I don't think he'll be first ballot, him or Carmelo Anthony for that matter. But you have three star players. Now, we know Carmelo Anthony's fallen off. He's no longer Carmelo. That was even in New York, let alone Denver. I mean, obviously, age um, and time is undefeated. At least in this case, you know, LeBron James is just a different, different body, different person. Uh, but they, they have to score in a manner that's too, too ball dominant for each one of those players. Paul George, Kamara, Anthony, and Russell Westbrook. So when I look at that team and I see it, they only had like one more win that they had last year when it was just Russell and Steven Adams. That's a red flag for me. I don't think the Thunder, if they get out of this series, I don't believe they'll get out of the second round. I think it's virtually impossible they get out of the second round. Utah Jazz. What I like about the Utah Jazz is they actually have a group of players who all know their role. Nobody is stepping on the other person's toes. They know the go-to person on offense is Donovan Mitchell. Rookie, whatever, go-to person. Donovan, Donovan Mitchell had a foot contusion. We all knew he was playing, but he was dealing with a legit ailment at the end of the last game and at the start of, and during this game as well. Now, Donovan Mitchell, obviously, like we said, he's the go-to person on offense. Everybody knows this. Not a secret. That's what he is, what he does. Donovan Mitchell was actually 0 for 7 from three-point range tonight. They make one three-point shot, and they still won by seven points. The best player on, on the offense had zero three-point three point shots. How is he able to still get 28 points? Because he went 10 for 25 for the field. Or 10 for 18 from, from two because he missed all seven of his field goals, of his three-point field goals. He was eight for nine for the free throw line. So he attacked the basket, got fouled, or the Thunder got in foul trouble and, you know, created fouls, got to the line, and made eight out of nine free throws. So he's persistent. He's attacking. He, he's relentless, just like he's been all year. Um, it's no secret. Ricky Rubio. There I say, I'll play Russell Westbrook. The same Rubio that was in Minnesota that couldn't help them get to the playoffs and eventually had to be shown the door because he didn't want to be part of the organization anymore and they didn't want him. So he got traded. He got let go. He he went to the Jets. Ricky Rubio had 22 points with 6 for 16 for the field, which is not good at all. But out of the six buckets that he made, five of them were threes. 
He was also five for six from the, from the free throw line. Attacking basketball. Ricky Rubio is it known as a shooter. Ricky Rubio is actually known as a passer. He outplayed Russell Westbrook. Also had seven rebounds and nine assists. Because he knows his job is to facilitate. So Ricky Rubio is doing all, all facilitation of offense. Donovan Mitchell is taking the shots. Rudy Gobert, 13 points. Three for five. He took five shots. But he was also seven for 12 for the free throw line. He had 15 rebounds. Two blocks. I'm sorry, three blocks. Two steals. How did this happen? Outside of being persistent. He he was 7 for 12 from the free throw line. He took 12 free throws. 13 points. 15 rebounds. 3 blocks. 2 steals. Define roles. There's no confusion. Derek Favors. 20 points. 8 for 14 from the field. Two for three from three-pointers. Derek Favors has hit threes. Two for four from the free throw line. Derek Favors has 16 rebounds. So your two guys in the middle, your power forward and your center, that's 31 rebounds between two players. And, and to be honest with you, Joe Eagle still hasn't showed up for the, for this game. For, for this round. Joe Eagles, he's a solid player. He's not a star, but once again, Utah has defined roles. Defined roles eliminates confusion, which the Thunder is full of and has been all year. Who's going to get the ball? When should I get the ball? When should I shoot? With Utah having defined roles, it cuts down on a lot of extra stuff that you, quite frankly, don't need at playoff time. I could see Utah going home where they're, they're historically one of the toughest places to play. Back where Carl Malone, Byron Russell, John Stockton, Jeff Hornacek, you know, Greg Ostertag, when these guys were in the league, Utah was still a tough place to play. Now, it's still one of the hardest places to play in the NBA. So the thinking that the Thunder is going to go in there and win two games in a row, not going to happen. At best, they can hope to split. At best, I can see the Thunder being down 3-1 going back to Oklahoma City. I, I can see that. Because think of a Russell Westbrook being down 2-1, and you know he don't want to lose that next game. He's going to turn right back into Russell Westbrook with KD. Expect him to take 20, 25, 30 shots. And we all know Russell Westbrook is not a good shooter. Mid-range? Absolutely. But Russell Westbrook, three-point-wise, not a good shooter. I think he probably averaged like... 
20, 20 something percent, 30 something percent this year for the three point range. Like, and, and I don't know if he actually pays attention to, you know, what he's actually good at. For his career, Russell Westbrook averages 31%. Well below. Well below the average for the NBA. This last game, the Houston Rockets and the Timberwolves. I think the Timberwolves has had the most expectation coming into this year uh, for the regular season. And myself, I I thought Timberwolves would have been, which they had a chance, they had a chance, but I thought they would be top top four um, based off of their pickups. Um, defense getting better. You had a legit go-to in Jimmy Butler. You still had uh, Andrew Wiggins, Carl Anthony Towns. You know, you, you know, you had uh, Taj Gibson. They, they, the the Timberwolves has a very solid core group. The problem is nobody can shoot outside of Jamal Crawford. So the Timberwolves struggles. The Timberwolves struggles um, continue, just like they struggle uh, during the regular season. Uh, barely getting the AFC, you know, having a playoff uh, play-in game, going into overtime with the Nuggets, a team that I would love, love to see in the playoffs because uh, obviously they got more heart than the Timberwolves. Timberwolves lost by 20 tonight, 82-102 to to the Rockets. And this is a Rockets score that's pretty low for them. But they just was, got dominated. The Timberwolves don't frankly belong in the playoffs. They they don't belong in the playoffs. Um, this this twenty point score doesn't tell the story of the game. At one point, it was down almost thirty points. Um, it it was just bad. Uh, just complete domination. And once again, just like the first game, Carthony Towns nine shots, five points. Carl Anthony Towns played twenty three minutes. It's a nice game. No foul trouble. One one foul, you know. Five points, ten rebounds. One for three, for three. So a third of his shots is coming from three point range. Zero for two from the free throw line. There's something wrong here. Jimmy Butler, the the prize free agent, you know. Follow Tibbs had the best best years of his career under Tom Thibodeau. Eleven points, three for six. So where all the shots go? It's pretty spread out throughout the reserves. Uh, honestly, you know Andrew Wiggins had fourteen shots. He had thirteen points on fourteen shots. There's a a clear lack of aggression um, here. And I think the bigger story is not the Rockets' dominance. It's more of a question of, for me, is a question of how good of a coach is Tom uh, Thibodeau? 
we see what he did with the Bulls. They had a few good years. Then they struggled. Struggled bad. Real bad. Now we see him here with the Timberwolves. They struggled with, with the team that he wanted. Team that he went out and got. He went out and picked up Derrick Rose. Which Derrick Rose hasn't looked horrible. Um, he's been okay. He's been serviceable. But in reality, you have to question Tibbs. You have to quite he's known for being a defensive coach with the Celtics. He he was the quarterback of that defense that they had when they had Ray Allen and Paul Pierce and Rondo and, and uh KG and Kendrick Perkins and you know, when 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 that Celtics team was together. He was he was in charge of that. But now his team's defense is horrible. The offense is absolutely atrocious. There is no worse team to look at in these playoffs than the Timberwolves. The Rockets are switching everything. So when you get Carl Anthony Towns or the Chris Paul, James Harden, pretty much anybody, the ball's not going to the post. And he's even gone and, and flared out and faded to the three-point line. These are all red flags. I, I don't understand how a person as dominant as Carl Anthony Towns, as skilled as Carl Anthony Towns, is reduced to nine shots. Five points. And he only plays 23 minutes. It's the same. The same thing with the Thunder. The lack of player movement. Lack of ball movement. It's the same exact thing. When you you look at the Timberwolves. It was one time. Carl Anthony Towns got the ball. And he started to post. All five players on defense. On the Rockets looked at him. Jimmy Butler was on the opposite wing. Now, instead of cutting to the basket when your player turns his head, as you're taught in middle school, high school, college, and I would think NBA, Jimmy Butler stood on the outside of the wing with his hands up. Kind of gives you a look, an insight into, you know, the mentality of the reason why they're not shooting that many free throws. You know, you got a team like the Jazz, you got three players shooting 20, 25 free throws between them. I'm not sure if I'm not sure if the the Timberwolves shot. No, they shot twenty one free throws all game. Which they were fifteen for twenty one. Seventy one percent. Probably about the league average, maybe a little bit higher. So why not get to the basket? Why not attack, draw early early fouls? The Rockets the Rockets has one of the best bitches in the league. Between them and the Toronto Raptors, they, they have one of the best bitches in the league. But why not make them use it? You know, my, why not have their players playing, you know, rather than playing twenty minutes game, then they gotta play twenty five thirty because some of their stars are in foul trouble. You know, you shoot a decent percentage for for the team, you shoot a good percentage. Uh, it's pretty pretty decent anyway. So why not attack? 
when I get fouled. I'm just not understanding, you know, why why be so passive? And I have to question Tom Thibodeau at this point. Because they look awful. They look absolutely awful. They're the complete opposite of the Denver Nuggets. And the Denver Nuggets probably is a better team. They have younger players, move the ball, better shooters, and that overtime game, the play playing game, really came down to experience because Jimmy Butler, you know, played out of his mind and had a great game. I want to say put up forty plus in that game to win to send him to the playoffs. So just think about that. You got Jeff Teague, you got Jimmy Butler, Carthony Towns, Taj Gibson, Andrew Wiggins. You know, starters, Jamal Crawford coming off the bench, and, and we know what he does, and you know, hit the fountain of youth that he he drinks from. So, you you have a good core of players. You know, Tyus Jones is a serviceable backup. Uh, Gorgie Jane, he's okay. He's he's not terrible. You almost missed the playoffs. You had to play in to make the playoffs. At this point, I have to look at. Tom Thibodeau is he the quality coach that he was promoted to be I frankly don't think so I don't think he's a great head coach he might be a great assistant or associate coach but I don't think he's a great head coach based off of the underperforming the lack, lack of just when you when you coach, you have to make changes. You have to be versatile in your coaching styles. It's about matchups. It's about you know how can you manipulate the game to best benefit your team to get easy shots and you know defend the basketball. So if there's no adjustments made then you can't expect to get a different result. I don't see the adjustments from game one to game two between the Rockets and the Timberwolves. Like, the Rockets blew them out. Blew them out bad. Chris Paul was having a field day. Think about this. James Harden scores 12 points. James Harden scores 12 points on 2 for 18 shooting. James Harden, 1 for 10 from 3. They win by 20. I don't believe the Timberwolves have a chance. I, 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 Honestly, don't believe Timberwolves have a chance at all. Based off of the depth, the ball movement. And I was the first person, I'd be the first person to admit I was wrong when it comes to Chris Paul and James Harden playing together. Both were ball-dominant guards. Chris Paul drove the ball for 18 seconds on the shot clock. They're great together. 
And don't overlook LeBron James possibly trying to get in that that group of players in free agency. Now, I doubt he leave the uh, East Coast. I, I doubt that. However, I do believe the Rockets will win the championship. Chris Paul, 27 points. Eight assists. And if you could see some of the things he was doing, playing around with the ball, just having fun with whoever was guarding him. He even did a floater that was, I mean, George Gervin would have loved uh, this finger roll. He jumped from probably a step inside a free throw line. And we all know Chris Paul, he might be sneaky athletic, but he doesn't have, you know, Russell Westbrook type bounce. He finger roll over top of the center. I believe it was Gorgie Jake. Probably went at least top of the backboard close to it. It fell in. That's the type of night he had. He couldn't do anything wrong. Three for five for three. And then people underestimate the others. See, the reason why I'm not big on the Thunder is because they don't really have any others. Now, as a good coach, Billy Donovan, he's a good college coach. I don't know about NBA. Um, you can stagger your substitutions. And, you know, they have three people who like love to score an ISO. So you can try to maximize that by having, you know, one in a game at a time, two at a time, and finish it with all three uh, if that's what you want to do. Um, but their supporting cast to others don't really show up. The Cavs, the others, don't really show up. So th- those are red flags for me because – you need consistent others. That's why Toronto is a little bit different than years past. Because the others show up. Toronto's had one of the highest scoring bitches, if not the highest in the league. I believe it was around 40 points a game that their bench scored. Led by C.J. Miles, who, you know, from years with the Pacers, C.J. Miles, he can hit. Um, he's a shooter. But the others is why... You know, most teams succeed. You know, the Warriors always had a solid bench. You know, Sean Livingston coming off the bench. Andre Godala coming off the bench. You know, these guys led the second team. You know, even back uh, when they had uh, Ian Clark, who's now in New Orleans Pelicans. Um, But Ian Clark would come off the bench. And he'll hit two or three threes. And everybody like, who's this kid? You know. They got was it Patrick McCall. You know, he's been solid, or he was solid anyway, um, last year. You know, your others matter. Houston Rockets picked up Gerald Green from playing basketball in his driveway with his dog. Gerald Green was not on the roster. Gerald Green had 21 points. 7 for 17. 5 for 12 from 3. 12 rebounds. A plus 27. Gerald Green was plus 27. Tonight. 
He only played 26 minutes. Your others matter. So, look at Cleveland. Look at the Thunder. Look at Portland, who's struggling. Then look at your teams who are up 2-0. There's a clear difference. And don't discount Dwayne Wade, who is now other, who we all know is a legend. Top three to five shooting guard all time. But he won that game the other night. Off the bench. Your others have to show up. The Rockets show up. The Warriors show up. The Raptors show up. So I don't think it's going to be an upset when the Cavs lose because others don't show up. Can LeBron James score 45 in three more games this series? I don't think so. Personally, I think the Sixers are going to take the Eastern Conference and lose to the Rockets. So, we'll go ahead and wrap up here. First little podcast. Born the ball. Try to make it a daily daily wrap up after all the games are finished but takeaway from tonight yes your superstars matter define roles ball movement player movement and your others matter So, I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Be safe.